Everyone, welcome to the Power Half Hour, where we interview a top, top agent uh, all over North America right now. So uh, today we have a very special guest, uh, Kenny Trong from Fast Agent. Uh, Kenny expanded his team from uh, how many, Kenny? From 11 people to 105 agents? Yeah, we, you're right, right around there right now um, in oh, the last 12 goodness. months. Well, and uh, what was the volume last year? 169 transaction to 100, 128 million? Uh, last year, total transaction was the 169 deals with $127 million in business. Wow. Well, congratulations, first and foremost. What's the goal this year? We're tracking to do over um, 600, I think, this year, but it, it could easily be more. I looked, at, I looked at their roster and only 45 of our agents have sold the house. So more than half a company have not sold the house yet. Uh, and this year we've closed 44 million and we have about 80, mil oh, eight, $80 million in contract. Um, so right. it's a pretty good pace if we can do 80, 80 million a month. And I think we can just because we we're, we recently became a Zillow Flex partner, the first Zillow Flex partner in the East Bay. Uh, there's three more behind us right now, but we're the biggest one. And also we're, um, we're growing geographically pretty fast. We have... Three, technically we're working on three office locations right now in two city, but we just picked up a 3000 square feet office building um, last week where we're doing renovations. Uh, so we're ideally we have four large office houses within our reach of each other, which is going to help us kind of grow into uh, larger local regional markets. That's amazing, man. So you, you're kind of going back into the brick and mortar. Yeah, we're, we're bringing, uh, <laughs> we're bringing the old school approach. I mean, we're at, we're, we're at East Bay is great, but I was, Echo, echo, sorry. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Oh, there's um, you know, ESP is great. We're a virtual world, but then people like being with, next to each other. They they like the camaraderie. It's kind of hard to kind of random masterminds without hopping on the formal Zoom call. Uh, so we're we definitely are really into the brick and mortar, and I think also in this down market now is a good time to strike on properties because many people are giving up their businesses, uh, right. so you can get a slightly better deal. For us, the better deal just means maybe like rent abatement where we're not paying any rent for like half a year, uh, which is great because it lets you kind of oh. grow with a little more, uh, with a little less risk into new markets. That's awesome, man. Well, first, congratulations on uh, acquiring and uh, expanding the team by 10x, like literally <laughs> 10x, man. Um, obviously, we see this, you know, 169 sales, 128 million. Uh, but people don't see the struggle. People don't see the years that uh, of work that you put in. So, so tell us a little bit more about how you started and when did you start? I started about, started about 11, 11 years, years ago. ago. You guys getting the echo? No, I think it's just, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. Um, started about 11 or 12 years ago as an assistant. Uh, I worked for randomly, I used to put signs in the ground for this auction.com company. So I drew around, I drove around maybe 34 hours, 40 hours a month, putting in, uh, stapling stuff in the garage doors and putting it down. So, so I, I saw tons of home, nothing actually related to selling real estate, but it got me a taste of what was out there during the, uh, foreclosure crisis. Uh, did that for about a year. Also did some random gigs during my first year, uh, as an active, well, as, as I was studying for my, for, for my license, I worked at Walmart for like Sony PlayStation, demoing games in the middle because it's much younger. Um, worked for a marketing company delivering lotions and sample nail filers, just all kinds of different things. Because during a crisis, um, there was no good job. So I picked up just a lot of different gigs I could uh, find. And then it took me about, 
a year to get licensed. And then it took me close to another year to actually sell my first house. Cause I wasn't really full, fully all in, in, in real estate. Wow, man. So Walmart and part-time putting signs in the yard, man, yeah. like tough, tough times guys. Like who, who started like this? I, man, that's uh that's crazy. So you, it took about a year for you to sell your first piece of real estate. And then from there, what did it look like? Was it like a, a quantum leap right away? Or did you like grind through, you know, 10 sales? It was, sales? I went to, um, I went to, uh, the Asian real estate association of America conference for first time in San Francisco. In the same month I went to, uh, Inman news, real estate connect, not the full conference. I couldn't afford it. I just did the $50 first day thing, but I very kind of learned and got to kind of know, know people and understand technology, how powerful technology could be in business. Cause back then there a, to in perspective, like Zillow just came out, Riffing just came out. There was no online lead gen programs. Um, so it was just like hustle and co-calling. So I lucked out that year. I kind of learned like, oh, I can get an IDX feed. I was the first agent in my market in the Bay Area that I knew of that had an IDX feed. That was like revolutionary at that time. Uh, so I built outside and paid a friend a WordPress site to build like 800 bucks for WordPress site. And then I used to put my brokers, because uh, he's an REO broker. He's a like top three agent in in my city, uh, working with Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac for foreclosures. So I put all, all the listings on Craigslist and Zillow, you had to manually input, there was no feed. So I had, and then I would redirect that traffic back to my website. So that was one of the early ways I, I got a lot of business. And then the auction signs that we stabbed in the ground said foreclosure, you know, call REO, whatever. I, I used to staple these free Vista, Vista print business cards, the generic ones, right? The no cost one and staple them to the back of these signs. So when people walk to the house, they couldn't see anything, let's see it back and they see a business card. So I picked up like random business and different ways to just get in front of people. That was kind of a little bit un unconventional. Uh, yeah. But when I started doing that within my first uh, two months of actually selling real estate, I ended up selling about seven homes and finished my year pretty strong with 24 homes sold my first oh. uh, nine months. And then next year I did 25. And by my third year, I did about 50 transactions a year because it's consistently for two years straight as the number one, buyer, number one buyer's agent in my city for unit count. But that, it was just literally just, you know, call, call, email, drive around, drive around. Cause people weren't really selective on their agents as much. There wasn't many options. There was no social media, you know, it's, it's old school tactics. If you take away marketing on that, like it's really hard to get in front of people, especially in the, in the foreclosure. Uh, so I, I just knew how to just get in front of people. And I did pretty well. I started a team my fourth year in the business and that thing sucked. I left five people behind, joined a new company. I was like, I don't want to do this team thing. It's stupid because can't get people to work. And then, started my fifth year at Climb Real Estate and then didn't want to do a team, but people started reaching out to me. And that year I won the Inman Award, so which put me on the map. And my company won the Inman Most Innovative Award, also put them on the map. So that synergy really helped uh, me grow my brand within the company and the company um, ended up bringing on maybe another 15 people the next year. Mentoring, wow. not a team, but just mentoring people in, into my company. That's awesome, man. But So I want to back up a bit because um, everybody thinks that building a team you know, it's just like a one-step process, me from an individual <laughs> agent to building a team, but you actually did it. And then you thought you failed. Yeah. Said, Forget this whole thing. And then what had you go back to, to building a team again? What, what made you confident again about, about that? So the, the second iteration of the team, my fifth year in the business, it, it was more like a mentorship thing. We didn't even have a formal name or anything. I was like, originally my team was called team fast agents. I had this house logo with these win behind it it was it looked cool at that time like it looking now like it looks absolutely nothing i would absolutely ever use um but we kind of like went to mentor i had a mentorship agreements with everyone they came on they taught what 
we taught them stuff, did some zillies, and they pay a split on it. Like it was just, a, just learning that. The second year was more mentoring, but then that thing started collapsing. You bring people in. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this many deals and this many agents, 30 agents. And then like it started collapsing because running a team a lot of times is babysitting because the newer agents, I literally seen three agents cry in one year because they were sad about an escrow or something. And I'm, I don't really have the capacity to deal, deal with all that. So my, my assistant helped me a lot of that. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of teams are out there that uh, call teams, but they're really groups. So that's something really clear. Like our, our true team has a true leader, has true systems and processes, uh, accountability and, and things, but not, it's not for everyone. Many teams work together and think they're a team, but they're really just a group of agents uh, combining their stats uh, for a public display for higher numbers. Because I, I did that. That's how I grew my second team. I've talked to agents recently in my market where uh, they had 100% split with their team leader or 90%, but then on and the deals that the team leader brings in, it's a certain amount. But when the incentive is so low, then there's not really extra effort from the team leader to grow the team. Because we're, But the, the benefit is just the collaboration because you could be sharing some resources, could, could be sharing an assistant, could be sharing a cheaper CRM, could just explain the cost. There's a lot of different ways. But I learned that um, I didn't really have a true team team until like, two years ago when mm-hmm. I was down to one person after like I, cause I, I did, I, I did six, I don't know, 88 deals one year with 59 million, pretty good. But then I always had partners. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew very clearly it was not a team. Like, Hey, you do a lot of business. I did, but let's just do some deals together. So I did that rotating with a lot of many agents in my company. So I was able to build a sustainable business, even without having a formal team. But I really started my formal, formal hashtag team fast about two January's ago. So then two January goes, I had like two agents, on my team. And within wow. that one year, I, I brought up to 10 and that was a true team. Mostly, mostly all brand new agents because it's easier to bring on a team. Because when you're talking to kind of people in mid-tier, there's a lot of ego. Like, oh, well, I want my name on this and this and versus just trying to actually make an effort to, to collaborate and do more business together. So my first successful team was a year and a half. Uh, sorry, two, uh, two years ago. Was my first time building like a really true, like this is our team. I, whatever I said, say is go. This is decision making and, and this and that. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks very successful, man. <laughs> like 105 <laughs> agents. So, so tell me, how, how did you go 10x? I mean, wh- what had you scaled so fast? Because I'm I, I'm struggling right now to go to 10, right? And it's I, um years just from- just um being seen. It sounds it sounds it actually is. I mean, yes, it really is simple. It's just a lot of hard work. And I'll, I'll give you like the breakdown. Last uh, last year in March, we had lockdown in America. I'm sure many guys had Corona. Like actually, less than a year ago, technically. Um, coronavirus came, uh, actually, I'll go back even further in January, my company shut down. I've been with five years, shut down at one day notice. Wow. We had to shop, we shopped different, 17 different companies in 10 days. If I mean count weekends, it was eight days. So got in front of 13 face-to-face brokers. And then we, we went through a lot. Of, we met up again, asked the company agents. So we decided ESP and it's like, ESP was a crappy sprint out here. So I picked it <laughs> as an opportunity. Um, but we, we signed the office space to start on February 23rd. We got into our office. I was there for two weeks. I went on vacation for two weeks, came back, shut down. Mm-hmm. So like, it was just a four, 12 of us, nothing was going on. So during the shutdown, like it was pretty bad. I remember toilet paper and like nothing was going on. You couldn't show homes. Everyone's actually pretty uh, terrified. Uh, during that time, I, I, I like, like how we're doing it right now. I got it, Somehow I got added on about 35 webinars. So I spoke on 35 Zoom webinars. But wow. then after the first two I spoke on, I started putting together masterminds. So during my course, it's on I, everything's recorded on YouTube. I put together about 33 to 35 masterminds with all top America agents, top out Al- my Alameda County agents, Contra Costa agents, 
California agents, uh, all top team leaders. So you talk about team leaders that did tech panels and team leaders. So during that time, I, I just blasted everyone. I did email marketing every week. Hey, hey, check out the Zoom. So I personally, like what you're doing right now, hosted like, or was on like 70 of these things, but I hosted 35 of these. And then I went on Facebook and tagged every single person and then an email blast. And I send it every single person. I picked up their uh, register list and then I create social fire. So that that just put me, because I was, I was known online, but not maybe not as known. People don't know what I do. They just think I do conferences all day. Uh, but <laughs> during that uh, during that two and a half month, between the 70 webinars like this, I really was able to showcase my knowledge of real estate, whatever mm -hmm. that might look like. Uh, so after that, starting to get a lot of attention, you know, people, uh, brokers weren't supporting them. It's a lot of messaging. So I trash talk a lot of brokers in my area. That's how I do a lot of recruiting. <laughs> and I'm really direct about that. Yeah. Um, but hey, if your broker's not doing this or not supporting you, then great. This is what we're doing. And later on, after people come back and um, and they came back, okay, now you're in the office. Now, what are you doing? Are you, are you doing more businesses? Is your sales manager hiding? Like what's going on? So like progressively from um, February, maybe I had like 14 agents. In mm -hmm. June, I had like 17 and then hit a growth spurt in June and July. Another office, 26 agents went to a different company named Compass. We took in seven of their agents. And as other companies were not performing or supporting their agents, more and more people came. And then it just was a lot of, just a lot, naturally a lot of people started coming 10, 15 at a time. I think in, and then in, in all social media too, we were hashtag team fast where everyone's coordinating everyone like nonstop every single day. Uh, in September, we did something pretty interesting. I think on September 24th, we ran a contest. Um, we did a, a point contest. Every escrow you get, you get a point. So, and then the points can be cashed in for iPad, iPad Air, iPad Pro, laptop, iMac. And then if you recruit someone, it's a point. So between knowing that the year before I did like 80 something transaction, between nine weeks in September to December 4th, nine weeks, we put 103 escrows uh, at I think $70 million. We never saw over $30 million pending in a month before. And that was a record. We did that two months straight. Like, holy crap, in two months, I'm doing more business than I did last year. And then during that nine uh -oh. weeks period with that contest, also we recruited 28 agents. I personally recruited 20, uh, 15 of those. And just, just the constant momentum, I think, in storytelling of what you do, like is, is what drives people to your company. You really need to be good at messaging about, well, be very transparent. These are our splits. This is what we offer. This is our plan. This is whatever and whatever and whatever. And then all of our team meetings are recorded. So early on, a lot of things we did was like constantly invite people to their team meeting. Just yesterday, we had seven people on the team meeting. I invited six of them and five of them are signing up this week uh, to join my team. So it's, it's just having a constant workflow uh, and, and process of that. If you guys want to check out my recruiting deck too, which has every single thing you want to know about our company, Fast Real Estate, uh, it's at jointeamfast.com. Join team you go there, you'll see the article that I just mentioned about my broker uh, change, um, our splits. Our roster, having a big roster list is really cool because when people look at our company, they can see everyone's name, when they joined, what company they came from, uh, and then the phone number, email address, Instagram handle. So early on when we were smaller, it was like, talk to, talk to everyone on our team. But now people, we have that list. They're probably online looking at 100 different Instagrams, like, wow, these people are having fun. So it's actually gotten easier and easier to bring on more people as because the messaging and the, is strong, the message is stronger. That's amazing. Um, so really, in short, it's to be seen and you hashtag oh, yeah, everything yeah. you're doing webinars, you're just doing a lot to to uh, attract all this attention. Now, when you get all these people in, right, I want to ask, yeah. um, how do you get everyone to be productive and, you know, motivated 105 people? How do you do that? Um, 
It's, I mean, that, that's a challenge too. We, we, we don't have any sales quota. And when we tell people to come on, like what, what is it that you want? So I, I do have a direct, um, during, during the course of this growth too, like me and I only had an assistant up until Jenna, I just, me and my assistant, we were like slam recruiting calls, onboarding, marketing, my files, like everything training. So our next hire after that was our sales manager. And in I think June, July. And then after that, two months later, we brought in a trainer. Uh, and then a month after that, we brought an onboarding person and a marketing person, two versus two versus assistants. But now the, the sales manager is now the director of sales and coaching. Um, our trainer is now my director of operations for my whole company. My marketing specialist is now my onboarding specialist mm -hmm. and my director of partnership. So you got to evolve the company, as you say, and not be afraid to break things. Um, what the accountability, we been adding more and more to team meetings are a big, big deal. Uh, every Tuesday we have 75% attendance. That's, that's wow. a lot for given the size of the company yeah. um, where we hold each other to the wins, losses to talk about that. But lately we switched over to a slide format to talk about wins because that was a lot of raw, raw. We're starting to, meetings were getting too long. Um, we just got Zillow Flex, which is a lead program. So every Thursday morning we have a half hour meeting with our Zillow Flex team, existing members, and then two hours, an hour and a half Later, we have another meeting with people who want to be part of the team. And for them to be part of the team, so our agents, we're pretty big on lead flow. For agents to even touch a lead, they have to go through uh, rigorous training, which mm -hmm. is, you must understand the buyer's contract. It sounds easy when you have new agents, you guys don't fully understand the buyer's contract yet. Mm -hmm. You got to know the buyer's contract uh, up and down, be able to present it over Zoom with using our buyer, uh, our Canva template. And then after that, you can qualify to qualify to work on our new leads, you know, but to work on new leads, you got to pound out the phones on the old leads. We have about 5,000 leads in our lead pond. To, to work the, the new leads, you have to learn the Zillow Flex script. So if you go to my YouTube right now, there's 40 audition videos. Then you got to learn the Flex script and perform it really well. And then you get a chance to kind of, and, and a couple people have auditioned a couple of times and still not passed yet. And then you can get the leads. So it's just having a clear path on what that looks like. So the accountability is built into, hey, you want our leads. And uh, opportunities, then you need to be accountable. So if you don't do it, then that's fine with us. Because the way I'm seeing how I'm building on my company, the overhead on every agent is maybe like 50 bucks, not crazy. Oh. So it sounds, I'm, I'm not, we're not just re recruiting for fun, but if an agent came and only did one deal every five, six years, there's, it just breaks even. So, right. and this was, remember, we're also in the, we're also in the virtual world with no office space, right? right. So the office space I'm getting, uh, which I'll talk about later is like new. So we're, we've been able to do this $80 million in deals this year with just three, two small co-working spaces. And we have a, we have a frat house, uh, just so three spaces. That's awesome, man. Wow. It's amazing how you've been able to do that. So build out some uh, training programs and if they want leads, they got to go through this training program. That's what you, yeah. you hold them accountable. Got it. Got it. And then we have a pretty, like maybe like a 35 point onboarding checklist. It's, it's so simple as like sign up for this website sign up for Zillow, sign up for Real Scout CRM, make sure you upload your photo, your file. Like it's just like point by point, checking mm -hmm. everything you need to do uh, and then learn this presentation and do that. So our agents come in, it's kind of like a, like a factory of agents coming in and we get them producing really quickly. I, I, I think that's where, I think that's the disconnect where brokers can support agents because that's mm -hmm. holding them accountable. And broker, most broker offices, traditional franchises are in the business of helping some agents, but also collecting monthly overhead because that's how they pay the bills. And that right. and everyone's producing, right? For us, like we we don't take on too much overhead, but when the agents come on, like if you want to be successful, you got to get all these done. That's really more like a like a team thing. So we run a really weird model of like a, being a hybrid team and a, and, and running like kind of like a, a broker. 
Yeah, I got that. I got that. Man, so really it's uh, working on systems. So are how much time are you spending right now working on systems and working on team versus actually selling real estate yourself? It's shifted a lot. Uh, two years ago, I went on like 130 disappointment, maybe 30 showings that year. Uh, last wow. year, I think like 100 something disappointment, maybe 20 showings. This year, I've done two showings. I've been on 15 list appointment, but it's really shift. The way uh, my calendar is stacked too is by default, everything is, if, if I have something in this blue, blue is money-making activities, like mm. uh, interacting with the client, a listing appointment, a showing and so, but there's very little blue in my calendar nowadays, except like some calls here and there. Most of my calendar is green. Green is uh, building, building my business. I'll probably say 80% of my business, uh, my calendar is green. Um, wow. Is okay. webinars, training, all the meetings, the coaching calls for my team. I have, I have two different coaches too. I have on the coaching call um recruiting i'm probably on 10 15 recruiting appointments a week um uh, done like exactly. 70 this year already and I, I i take recruiting pretty seriously uh mostly for my team like I'm, I'm on linkedin i'm on instagram I'm talking to people i'm on clubhouse filtering people to my instagram so i most of my time is built on um getting in front of agents because i think that's the highest roi activity as a team leader yes absolutely so the more you scale up kenny it seems like the more you're working on the business and less and less working in the business. Yeah, that's how it should be. If you guys are, it's leveraged, right? If you yeah. think about like, if you're, if you're on the listing appointment, which is ideally the highest R for most agents, the highest R activity, that could be a couple thousand hour, dollars an hour. You mm -hmm. bring a partner agent to work with you on that. I actually do not work any deals by myself. If you work with a partner agent on it, they're probably making a couple hundred dollars an hour, which is a lot of money. But then we have our assistants prep our listing presentation together. They put together a spreadsheet, the digital, digital stuff, the brochure, the postcard, the draft agreement, and they get paid $50,000 an hour. And then if there's some sort of tests, maybe one of Versa assistant tackles it for like five, 10, $15,000 an hour. So the whole point is like, wherever you can, you want to push that your tasks down lower for leverage. But for me now, like now, now that I'm, I'm, mo I'm mostly in team building, my, my time should be spent bringing in more agents to try to help them be, be successful in my, in my network. Um, and then that's the highest ROI. Cause I mean, honestly, yesterday I actually recruited five team members. That was my best day ever. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I had three meetings and yet five commitments, I had five, six meetings in the last two days, they are coming over. And then my calls are usually like half an hour, 45. So it's really just the streamline. Cause then they come in, we also have a Slack channel, a, a kind of workplace by Facebook. Like if you guys are with ESP or compass, our Slack channel is like really, really busy. There's stuff in and every day, every training I could find, like this is, this I consider would be a training or someone else webinar, I pop it in there. So we put them, we put them into our Slack channel and they'd see every marketing asset we have. I record a many of my uh, listening calls, fire calls, phone calls, I dump them in there. So our agents come and they learn really quickly, self-serve learning. Uh, so for, for me, it's just funneling them into Slack and waiting for them and putting my team meeting and then convert. That's just our, uh, my, flow of getting agents into our company wow hey guys so if you're looking to leverage up you got to focus on the dollar per hour that, that's what whatever's highest for you right so really calculate that and know that you know if you're working in the business you're actually losing money as a team leader a lot of times i'm learning a lot today thank you kenny <laughs> there's one thing i noticed about you kenny uh on social media you're all over the place right uh, clubhouse instagram um are you on tiktok as well i have not done a tiktok or reels before i i I, well, I don't dance for, on the internet. And also, I want to see you dance. Man. It just makes me, um, honestly, it makes me, I talked to my coach today. It makes me cringe. To, and I, I, I barely, barely post on my Facebook wall. I did it for the first time this year, like right now. I think I posted six oh, times last year. But I, I'll do 30 stories a day. 
But I, I talked to um, my coach, like, I just, I just can't make myself spend 20 to 30 minutes making a small reel. So I, I'm working on some new content right now. Nice. Um, being inspired, I, I collected a bunch of people I look up to, to kind of build a different content. Well, but this year, my, my effort, my thing is to, to really, really start posting. Today, I posted on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and Instagram, which I never do. I, I, so I, I thought about it. I posted the, the slides for my weekly meeting. So now people are saying, well, okay, this team does 76, well, 80 million this week or month. I should talk to this team about, uh, about building my business. Ah, there you go. There you go. Hey, there, I think, uh, Kenny, I was going to say, like, there's one thing different about you. Um, not that everybody else doesn't do it, but you are super authentic. And it doesn't, it, it looks like you don't think about what other people think about you. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I mean, I, there's, there like a couple of years ago i had um bench ads like 100 bench ads in oakland they would just get demolished like people are trash talking me death mm. threats all kind of crazy shit online for a couple of years that was actually part of my marketing it became a part of my marketing campaign so if you guys are curious what that looks like you look up hashtag fuck fast agent on instagram but like after that like it just oh. started well you really can't care yeah you have to have a pretty thick skin after going yeah. like a couple of years of that that was and then there's stuff in the high school and other stuff too um but so like, I just don't care. Like, it, and the, the more I do this, the more it works. So like all these, all the people that don't like what I do, unfortunately they're, they're not, I don't, they're probably not living around here in my area too much anymore. Cause there's a lot of disgruntled tenants when the city of Oakland was getting heavily gentrified during when there's recovery. Now, like we're past that point and just like, it's, it's, it's past that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you really let go of a lot of ego to, to be super authentic. Uh, a lot of us, me included, um might not might, like we're scared we're scared to uh be ourselves on social media how, how do you just like just let it go what i mean it's just over time and i i think like the, the more you care i mean it's good because if you guys you should at least care a little bit about what people think of you but the the more you care less the more people will not like you but the more there's a smaller group of people who like you in like a couple years i mean think about like a couple years ago I was the number one agent in Oakland for many years, but what does number one in Oakland mean? I just had 1% of all the sales. I mean, if you guys are in markets, you're, you know, you have teams doing five, 10, whatever dominant, right? Like I just did 1% of sales. I was the most known agent in Oakland. And then mm -hmm. 1% of sales meant like 50, 60 transactions a year. Like I'll take that. Cause I don't need to talk to the other 90 ish percent people, you know, like it, it's, so it doesn't, it doesn't even matter if you're, if you're, if, if you're, if you're talking specifically business wise. And then a lot of the agents on my team, like a lot of people are like, why would you join Kenny's team? I heard he's terrible, this and that. Like, no, he's not like that. So like, it doesn't matter. But now fast forward, like we're selling almost 600 homes this year. Like obviously something's done, right? I'm inspired over hundred agents to come join, join my team. Uh, so it just, it's just like looking past that and just like having a clear vision of what you want to do. I, I think that is the main difference, Kenny, why people are attracted to you because you're so authentic, especially on social media. And it comes through. Right. I'm not saying everybody else is inauthentic, but like you're just super authentic, just super real, man. Guys, if you haven't followed uh, Kenny on Instagram, uh, go watch his stories, his reels. And, uh, you know, he shares a lot on Clubhouse and I'm just uh, a, a huge fan, man. And so there's a lot of time to think like if you think about what people like it's, in, it's a whole indecision thing. Right. I'm really big. Just make it make it just hurry up and just make a decision. Yeah. If like for me to think about what to say, like if you watch my stories sometimes, I'll say the wrong thing. Like I don't even know how I count the wrong things. Like, it's like, oh, we're here, we're not there. Like, doesn't even matter, just move on and, and get over it. They overall get the 
get the thing because like I, I don't even know how many deals we had, but it doesn't that specificness. It's gonna be analysis paralysis. Right. So I feel like that's what social media people overthink. If you're spending 15 minutes making a post and trying to think of the caption, you're you're doing it wrong. Just move on and do. It. And then the more practice you have doing something or just not thinking too hard and just doing it, the faster decision making you'll have. I think like Gary Vee, not exactly what he said, but like, you know, you can make, uh, you can make like 20 decisions a day, five of them are wrong. Great. Well, the next guy is spending all day thinking about the five perfect things to do. Should I get this marketing fire out or should I get this postcard out? Well, if it's wrong, just change it next time. But more people, most people just don't get things done because they're so, they're spending all the time thinking about, about it rather than just make a mistake and move on. You are really fast agent. Like you guys notice how fast he's moving all the time and how fast he's talking, man. Kenny fast for sure, man. Uh, Kenny, what drives you? What's driving you to, to, to this like massive success this year? 600 million in, in sales. What's driving you today? Um, honestly, it's fun. If you ask like, why, so why not? I don't, I don't have anything better to do. Like I, I, I've always been like into, uh, tech social media since i was young like, i had my first computer at fifth grade and i was on there every single day building out websites and stuff so, like i just like new like i my, i get really bored to just think about the same thing all day like right like right now we're trying to implement all this new tech stuff that i i've been it's, it's a burden in my head but i i, I enjoy it we're trying to launch wide local this month uh google uh, ad services we just built a contract with ad phoenix uh ojo labs we just signed up for and I, I haven't done any of it like it's like pieces of it and we're just pushing and pushing and so I just like constantly having something new to touch and feel and do. It keeps exciting. That's why landing in this company, ESP has been crazy because I get to do all the stuff I want to do without dealing with any of the stuff I don't want to do. So it's just whatever. I don't know. I, I, to me, it's just like, it's just fun to do something different. And when you're doing it and you're bringing people along for the ride, that's extra fun, right? Now, 100 agents I can support and grow their businesses and grow their social media using my playbook. Is that I think that's super exciting. And then you're also leave, leaving a long legacy behind of what it is that you're doing. Definitely, man. You build a huge legacy already, man. Congratulations on all the success so far. Um, any last words to give us some advice uh, for 2021 to have us succeed this year? Just, I mean, honestly, just think, have a list of things that you want to accomplish and just go for it. Like you might break things on the way, you might screw up, you might be pissed, but like you, you really need to like get out of your comfort zone. I think, I think last, I mean, not think I, I know last year where you know, a lot of people are high risk health wise to go, go work. And some people just took early retirement, not in a bad way. It was just time. Like they kind of like restaurants and stuff that like you've been doing this for a while, just cause you are like, why not just take a step back? So a lot, lot last year, many agents have stepped out the business. You'll see the number last time they crashed 30% agents were gone. I think, I think mm-hmm. that's going to happen this time around. Now it's giving new ways for people who want to work harder and because there's opportunities out there. So you just got to pick which boat you are. Do you want to wait and see, which last year, I'm sure you've seen people, oh, I'll wait till COVID, I'll wait till this, I'll wait. Or do you want to just take action? And we, you know, we took action and, and our success shows and we're, we're with the momentum, we're ahead of everyone. And I think that's possible for anyone in their market to, to push forward a little faster than anyone else. Dude, well, words of wisdom, man. Guys, uh, from what I got is move faster, take a lot of actions. And that's how you get to the 10 X, 10 X success <laughs> that Kenny has. Kenny, thank you so much for today, man. Everybody got a lot. So man, um, how do we uh, send you business and you know, if, wh- wh- whoever wants to follow you or join your, yeah, your man, I'm, I'm on, ins- I mean, it's, I'm literally on Instagram every day. I, I don't really use any other platform. Uh, this is the handle. Let's see. Does that work? Perfect. Yeah, cool.
I mean, awesome, well, my man. That's, that's great. Talk to you guys. Have a great day. Thanks again. All right. All right. Peace out.